0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of my podcast, Living Beyond Limits. In my first podcast, we discussed kind of looking at how do we start to live our lives being present. And one of the areas that we discussed that we begin to explore and look at is hopelessness and hope. We want to live a life, obviously, to have hope. And hope means that we live a life with intentions, success, and possibilities. We also got to look at some things that might get in the way interrupt, and how how does hope begin to wane and shift to hopelessness? I was recently thinking of a book that I read back in my probably 20s, very early on in my life, and it was a book by Viktor Frankl, and it was called Man's Search for Meaning, and he had a quote in there. What is to give life must endure burning, and when we think about light, all of us at some point have had to you know lean into hope and hopefulness and be able to find things that give us meaningful reasons and achievements and pleasures and goals that we look towards then we went into this is can be hope can be viewed as the light and hope can be viewed as the light that burns but the real thing is how do we keep hope alive lit how do we keep it burning what are some of the things that get in the way of it? And I started to think where there is hope, uh, in order to keep the light burning of hope, we have to actually address these times where we can feel and possibly experience hopelessness. Hopelessness absolutely is a barrier to living our life out, uh, to our, our best limits and possibilities. I mean, when we start to understand what is hope, there's a, a couple of folks that co-authored a book that I think is quite helpful. Uh, Scioli and Biller wrote a book called Hope in the Age of Anxiety. And they kind of started to explore this conversation around hopelessness and how this might play a part in in becoming a barrier and keeping us in darkness and keeping us from not actually um, living life out in relationships that... Comprise hope, attachment, mastery, and survival, and and kind of break down our motivational system, which causes us to feel alienated and powerless and somewhat doomed in in our uh, our future-oriented hopes and dreams. In this book, it's actually in chapter thirteen they identify that there are nine specific states to to hopelessness, uh, and these nine states. Um, they also make some recommendations on what do you need to do to kind of shift these things. One of the things that's interesting around hopelessness is how does it actually evolve? What happens for one to become hopeless? And within these nine, the first one they identify is alienation. And when we start to become, as individuals, alienated and believing that somehow um, we've become different and we don't fit and we don't connect, then we start to become somewhat um, disconnected, obviously, cut loose, no longer deemed worthy to love or worthy of love, or not worthy of care, not worry, worthy of support. And then we start to notice the trend where we alienate um, from people around us. And we start to have this fear of, through this alienation, of, of relationships, a fear starts to build into us of even more pain, more rejection, more loss, all these types of unwanted emotions. Alienation causes us to detach, and where there is detachment, there's an anxious state where there's detachment, or or lack of integration, detachment of others, there's lack of connection. All relationships uh, are the keys to, to healing the self of Of all different types of conditions, mental health, addictions, and trauma, all of this also happens in connection, which really is rooted in attachment. Alienation is one of the key ingredients, for sure, that can lead somebody to feel hopelessness. But the solution to alienation is how do we, if we're to find hope, find attachment. The second thing that's quite interesting in these nine states of hopelessness, or nine types of hopelessness, is uh, forsakenness, the idea that you start to feel forsaken, which means the experiences of total abandonment that leaves an individual feeling alone in their greatest, in their time of greatest needs. When we've gone through our worst situations in our lives, some have gone through separations and divorces, some have gone through tragic losses of. Grief. Some have gone through traumatic events in their lives, and when you think that specific people may be there for you, and they might not abandon you, and then you find out the people that you expected to be there to help you through these more most painful times in your life aren't, and the ones that you don't expect are, there's a sense of also forsakenness, and forsakenness can create a huge amount of hopelessness. In, in us, in our human condition. Another piece of hopelessness that can be uh, identified is the uninspired part of ourselves, where we start to um, have feelings of being uninspired, and especially with difficult, difficult um, for many people who experience um Specific groups or minority groups in, in, our, in our world where there may be different degrees of privileges and different degrees of opportunity and different degrees of maybe means and, and, and resources to experience positive outcomes or be able to achieve um, things that are important to you. You start to feel when you're in specific groups, populations, or circumstances that there is either a lack of of opportunity or starting to feel in that lack of opportunity undervalued. And this impacts growth. It impacts how we see ourselves. It impacts how we feel within ourselves, inspired or uninspired. There's also a sense of another area that leads to hopelessness is powerlessness. And everybody that's at all different ages need to believe that they can author their own story and they can be their story and they can narrate their story and they can be their outcome. But when this need is thwarted or when this need starts to feel incapable and then we're not able to navigate our own ways towards our desired goals or our desired feelings of, of hopes and aspirations, and when that is lost, then there's a sense of powerlessness. And powerlessness in itself is a debilitator leading to hopelessness. Oppression is another piece that leads to feeling hopeless. Oppression involves the, the subjugation of a person or a group. The word oppressed comes from the Latin word, which means to press down, um, to feel downtrodden. And it, it suggests that you feel kind of crushed, beaten down, and flattened. When when we experience oppression in our lives, we can very easily start to feel hopeless and hopelessness. And these feelings are profoundly strong. And to be able to gain the skills and the mastery that we require to overcome oppression is certainly the means for hope. And that also requires that we have um supports for us that we'll talk later about around around how we can kind of um, work through oppressive forces and oppression that 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 contributes to our sense of hopelessness when we start to feel that we live a limitless life and limited limitedness starts to come into our our lives, what does this actually mean it's it's kind of a struggle for for survival. And it's combined with a sense of failed mastery and individuals are starting to feel limited and they don't have the skills and the abilities. Within ourselves, we see ourselves having deficits that we don't just have the right stuff to make it through these situations. We don't have the right stuff to make it through in the world. We don't have the right stuff to make it through in the here and now. We're just not capable. And these beliefs, these perceptions, these ideas lead to forms of hopelessness is all too common for many. Um, to experience and creates a struggle and creates also the sense of kind of physical inabilities, physical and, uh, inabilities and crippling effects on how we can um, learn and figure out these these barriers that are in front of us. When we talk about the physical inabilities, is I'm physically not able to, I'm mentally not able to, I'm emotionally not able to. It's all of these different types of areas. That lead to a sense of hopelessness. Doom. Doom is also a contributor to feeling hopelessness. Individuals can also, people can be be feeling weighed down and can start to feel forms of despair and presuming that their life is over. And they start to see this catastrophic ending to their life and that that this leads to an undesired outcome, one um, that's can be full of... Um, a prognosis of life-threatening illnesses or life-threatening outcomes, or life-threatening situations for career, life-threatening situations in relationships—a sense of a sense of doom that I'm not able to survive this. And feeling doomed creates uh, a, an incredible power, uh, an incredible hold of you, of feeling trapped, and that you're not able to reverse the situation or change the situation you're in. The other piece of hopelessness that's identified in this book is um, captivity. And this is also forms, uh, two forms of hopelessness can result from captivity. The first consists of a physical or an emotional captivity enforced by an individual or a group. Uh, you know, people such as prisoners fall into this category as well as those that are, that are captive and held in control of abusive relationships and so many other um, um, misuses of power Over people, Um, and and we refer to this as kind of other imprisonment, um, an equal insidious form of of entrapment, of self-imprisonment that can also occur, and it occurs when individuals cannot leave a bad relationship because a sense, uh, a sense of self, their their state, their ego state won't allow them; their situation will not allow them to leave. And oftentimes we see this form of – we can see this in, in trauma bonding and in, in PTSD and many other uh, conditions where, where although the relationship is potentially abusive and, and clearly unhealthy and dangerous and many of these other factors, there's also the trauma bonding effect of those moments when it wasn't like that in the relationship. And those relationships keep the bonds connected. And so – this inner sense of I'm not able to leave uh, the, the situation, this captivity, externalized or internalized, and then there's this sense of helplessness. That's another variable of feeling. Helplessness leads to hopelessness. Helplessness in people, no longer in, in within people, when they no longer believe that they can live safely in the world, that they're not able to to kind of begin to find. Um, the, the abilities or the skills to kind of live in the world, and they they live from the perspective of feeling uh, very exposed and vulnerable and and they lack the the the, the resources and the skill sets to change your situation. Trauma or repeat exposure to uncontrolled stressors can produce uh, an ingrained sense of helplessness um especially compounding and reoccurring traumas. Traumas from survivors where kids were 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 actually have experienced childhood abuse leads to emotional parts in these 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 children that as they grow into adult still feel this sense of helplessness and inability when triggered to manage certain situations that come up from. It's the body that's learned to live with helplessness that they feel defenseless and afraid. And they live, obviously, potentially, in a life of feeling too much or too little, which leads to helplessness, uh, Leaving also feeling your life. When you feel and live a life of fight or flight, you're always living this sense of helplessness and vulnerability. And so these are the nine areas that I've identified or have been identified specifically in this wonderful book written by uh, uh, Seoli and Biller hope in the ages of anxiety, nine areas to, to hopelessness. And what we do need to recognize is, is first we have to kind of recognize the state of hopelessness that we're in um, and the forms of these hopelessness. And then the more we can come to understand um, how which one of these are operating in us, this is the beginning of us learning through the identifying of the different hopelessness states um, how do we begin to shift? And what do we need to do to change these states? And we can overcome hopelessness, truly. We can and you will overcome hopelessness, first by recognizing them. And once we can figure out which one of these are, I want you to think about these states of hopelessness as they were not formed. They were not formed in, in kind of your kind of current adult state. They were formed earlier in life and they are parts of your history that are somewhat stuck. But once you can understand what they are and you can see them for what you are what they are, then we can start to address them. Let me go through them again. Alienation, being disconnected, forsakenness, uninspired, powerlessness, oppression, limit limitedness, doom, captivity, and helplessness. The nine areas. So our next part of the journey is moving from hopelessness to hope, moving from hopelessness to, to a sense of I am able to find hope, moving from powerlessness to having power, moving from oppression to having um, inner belief and in strength that you can overcome any obstacles and forces that are preventing you from, from becoming the person or becoming what you want to be. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast um, and stay tuned. We're going to continue the conversation moving forward, uh, moving from hope, from hopelessness now to hope. We're probably the next part we're going to talk about, um, um, a little more about hope, moving from you know, hope also, <laughs> moving from hope. When we're in hopelessness, we have to move beyond apathy. So all these conversations we're going to weave into uh, the next few podcasts and maybe how shame and some other things get in the way of us you know, living lives of hope. I do appreciate you paying attention and engaging with this conversation. I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, I do welcome you to continue to listen to uh, my podcast with uh, Living Living Beyond Limits. And thank you very much, C.N. Robertson, and look forward to connecting again in the next podcast, which we've discussed. Have a great day. Bye now.